are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. Now, here is your host. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer, and I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today on Accidental Hope. Today, we have a special guest. This is David Mills from Kaylee Mills Foundation, and I am so excited to bring their story, their beautiful daughter, and the legacy they are creating over there in Houston to you guys. I pray that you would just open your heart and receive the message that they have for you today, embody finding purpose from pain and the journey that 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 can take you on. So welcome, David. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's, it's, a, it's a very important topic that I think people need to hear about and uh, also uh, be able to share some, some of what we've gone through. And- can you tell us a little bit about the Kaylee Mills Foundation? Sure. Yeah, okay. so the Kaylee Mills Foundation was started in response to the crash of our daughter, Kaylee. Uh, Kaylee, our daughter, she was 16 years old and she was killed in a car crash October 28, 2017. And it was Halloween weekend. She was at our house getting ready to go to a Halloween party with one of her friends. And they got all dressed up in their costumes. And she was uh, supposed to be driving her car. Um, to, to this, to this party that was only a mile away and it was, it was going through a residential area. So 30 mile an hour roads, no big deal. Um, wouldn't really be getting on any highways or anything. So they, they, um, actually left my house to go drop off my son and she was supposed to go straight to the party, but she came back home, dropped her car off and she got in the car with a couple of, uh, her other friends. Uh, two young boys that were, uh, both 16 year olds. Everybody in the car was 16. So there was four, four kids in the car headed over to this party. There wasn't any drinking or anything like that involved, but the driver was unfamiliar with the roads and he went out the, I guess the wrong exit of our subdivision and, uh, had to come loop back around the back of our subdivision and head up towards this next neighborhood. So there's this long straightaway and he kind of, you know, going too fast down the straightaway, and then and then there's a curve that's right by the the uh, exit that she should have went out, which is just two blocks from from our house. Mm-hmm. And driver went off the road. He took the corner too fast and uh, slid off the road and hit a culvert and flipped the car, and she was ejected uh, in the back window. She she died instantly. And the other the other three kids in the car. Walked away with no injuries. But what's, what, uh, what's really striking about her story is that when she got in the car, everybody put their seatbelts on and Kaylee was very good about wearing her seatbelt. She did something she always did. She just was known by all her friends as, as the, the person that would make everybody buckle up. And, um, she let her guard down and took her, she took her seatbelt off. She removed her seatbelt just seconds before the crash to slide over in the back seat to take a, a selfie on Snapchat. She wanted to get a photo of her and her friend in their Halloween costumes. It was just at that wrong it was just at the wrong time for her to do that. And when she took that photo, 
uh, it was only a matter of two or three seconds before uh, they were involved in that crash. And so before she had a chance to put her seatbelt back on. So, there's, you know, and it, it, it happened two blocks from our house. And she was only going a mile away. And the only, only person in the car that had any injuries was her. And so we know that she would still be here today if she had her seatbelt on. Obviously, this is, you know, the most devastating thing that any family can go through is, is losing a family member, but especially a child. And mm-hmm. losing a child is a different kind of grief. Everybody has, uh, everybody deals with grief in their own way, but I think, I think there is different categories of grief, grief and, and, and a parent, a grieving parent that's lost a child, I think it's gotta be up there. Um, it's been horrible. So what we did is we decided, you know, the, the type of person that Kaylee was, she was a ray of sunshine. She was just a, a bubbly, uh, loving person, just a sweet soul that just, she loved to make people laugh and smile and she was just, a glass half full kind of girl and we wanted to, you know, give her a legacy that, that, that was fitting for her. And so we also were trying to make sense of, of what happened, you know, how did this happen? Um, and we started doing some research and found out that you know, car crashes are the leading cause of death in this country for people ages one through 54. And uh, 60% of those were not wearing seatbelts. And so. We know that you know, it doesn't have to be the leading cause of death in this contract if everybody would wear their seatbelt. We started right away. I mean, within within two days of her death, before, before her funeral, everything, we started looking around for some kind of, you know, ribbon to use at her funeral. We found that there was no, there, there's, there's an awareness ribbon for everything, it seems like, and mm-hmm. um, we just, there wasn't one for seatbelts, we kind of, or really road safety in general. And, um, it was just kind of odd to me that if, if car crashes are the leading cause of death in this country and 60% of those deaths were people not wearing seatbelts, there should be an awareness. Right. But we created one. And, I love um, it. And we were, you know, we, we basically started giving them out. You know, we had a lot of people donating and we wanted to uh, take that money and, and put it to good use and do something positive with our grief. And try to prevent another family from having to go through what we, what we were going through because being so horrible, you don't, you don't wish it on your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And if there's something you can do to prevent another family from going through that, that's, that's what we wanted to do. And it's something so simple and something so powerful. You know, put your feet on. Take, take the, the three seconds out of your day to, Thank you for sharing that. First, let me just tell you, I'm I'm so sorry for your loss. You know, I've followed you now for I think a year, so it really was still very fresh as you were yeah, letting God evolve this foundation, and and you know, it was still a year ago, so it was only a year out from your accident when I discovered your page and and what we were your your mission and your vision and immediately felt the passion behind it and and watching the videos of your precious wife and the video of of Kaylee and 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 I'll make sure to share the links and everything but there's this beautiful video that you guys created showing her testimony and a little bit of her story and I remember just crying (laughs) just moved to my my inner being because you know there's a lot of things in life we can't control and I do agree with you too about sudden grief. There's a lot of things about your, your, uh, accident when you have sudden grief, just out of nowhere, it just 
gut punches you and your whole world changes really fast. I think that's different even than when you're expecting something to come or, you know, you're preparing slowly, maybe. I mean, grief is grief, you know, and um, in the different stages, but there's something added to that suddenness of it and experiencing just the sudden change of your whole world changing all at one time. I saw that video of Kaylee and I remember just feeling to my core how much I want to get behind that because the pain, you don't want anyone, like you said, you don't want your worst enemy to experience this pain. And so it's just so simple and you kind of want to take people and shake them, you know, because they see the statistics and yet we still see the same thing happen or we still hear about these accidents where people could have been prevented. It was preventable. And so I just want to applaud you for trauma is hard enough, but you were, you didn't give yourselves rest. You immediately took that pain and started letting it be purposeful. And that's amazing. Uh, and I want to, I want to, you know, I want to share with the audience that I was, I was, uh, I was angry with God, you know, and it, it was, like you said, it's like having the, the rug ripped out from under you. It's, it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here planning, you know, her, college stuff and you know and, and her 18th uh, her 18th birthday and her well she, she was 16 at the time but you know we're we're, we're we're looking at her you know graduating high school going off to college all that stuff and and then it just you know it just happened so suddenly so you know being angry with god and and it was a struggle you know the first i mean it's been a struggle ever since but i want to share with the audience what has really helped us and what it, what has changed my life is forgiveness, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the forgiveness aspect of, of what, you know, I was angry with the boy that was driving the car and um, I didn't, honestly, I didn't want him coming to the funeral, I didn't want him around, I didn't want to see him, anything, and we were getting ready to go to my daughter's memorial and, and I remember I was shaving, I was getting ready and... God literally spoke to me, and it, and it was almost like my entire life flashed before my eyes. And I saw all the stuff in my life that I did uh, that I had asked for forgiveness for, and it just it just woke me up, just hit me like slapped me in the face, like you have you, you have to forgive this kid, you know. And, and it was God telling me you, you need to forgive this kid. And at that moment, it was it was just a physical change came over me. I, I could breathe, you know, I could breathe again. I could. I felt, I felt like just a ton of bricks lifted off my chest and, and, and I was like, you know, and I immediately called the kid's parents and was like, I know I told you guys I don't want him at the memorial, but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want you guys to know and I want him to know that I forgive. want him there and want to give him a big hug. So, uh, we, uh, you know, gave him the opportunity to say his goodbyes. Obviously he's dealing with, uh, his own grief and guilt and, and there's nothing that I, you know, that I can do that, uh, probably make it any worse on him than he's making it on himself. And, and I, I, you know, we, we're close with that family and we, uh, you know, we love the kid like he's our own, you know, and it's, uh, uh, been part of our journey and part of our mission, you know, is to also talk about forgiveness because without that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be, I don't know if I'd be here today. And I don't, I know we wouldn't have a foundation and we wouldn't have been able to help all the people that um, so, you know, back up, backing up a little bit, um, as soon as we started that, as soon as we got that uh, awareness ribbon made and it just started 
spreading like wildfire and we started getting a lot of uh, support coming in financially and um, people loving what we were doing and, and so we said well hey why don't we also not only be on the prevention side of it but why don't we be on the other side of it when when people are uh, in this situation let's help them too so uh, we started um, you know a program called Kaylee's Angels and we started a scholarship program and we, we help those families that are going through these tragedies, whether it's, you know, if it's paying for their grief counseling or helping pay for their funerals or any number of ways that we you know, ask them to get involved or, you know, give them a, an opportunity to get involved in doing something positive with their grief because we know how beneficial that's been for us uh, to have something positive to channel that energy and that grief into and, you know, and, and do it all for the glory of God, you know, and that's, that's a, a lot of times hard for people to understand in the beginning of their grief, but I think what we're doing does give some people hope that, look, these things happen in life, uh, these tragedies, and everybody experiences these kind, you know, uh, some type of tragedy or another in their life, but yeah. you don't have to let it ruin you, and you don't have to let it, you know, you can do, there is light at the end of the tunnel, you can do something positive with it, make an impact on the world and serve God, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, and, you know, when I was standing there looking in the mirror, I was like, you know, I was thinking to myself, how can I, how am I supposed to uh, stand at, stand at the pearly gates and, and ask God to forgive me uh, mm. for my sins if I'm not willing to forgive? Because the core principle of Christianity is, um, you know, it's in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. You did the hardest thing that anyone could ever ask you to do. You know, with that disclaimer, like, when you're like, oh, I'll forgive the transgressions, you... When you did that, you sh you looked more like Jesus. It, it was truly beyond comprehension. Because For every, like, everybody, including myself, yeah. that's why I know this is this is. I just know I, I've never believed in God more than I believe in Him today. And you know, oh, it's, Amen. It's, mm. uh, I've never been close with God either. So it's every day I would pray that God would bring me closer to Him and and watch over my family. Those were the two things that I always prayed for. Mm -hmm. And in some kind of way, I think that those two things are intertwined. And, and you know, uh, he is watching over my family. He's watching over my baby in, in heaven. And I know that. Yeah. Oh, so, so uh, beautiful. Kaylee, her eyes do shine. Any of the pictures, y'all, please go look at it. And I love her awareness ribbon because it has like a seatbelt connected to it. And you're absolutely right. I've actually thought of that the same thing. I mean, we are on sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. When you said forgiveness, my heart, I almost, I had to like hold back the tears because I can attest to what that young man is, is dealing with because I face that too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I caused this pain for another family and it breaks my heart every day. I may not be in a physical jail, but there are every day I have to decide to walk in God's freedom because I put myself in that prison and right. I, and, um, every person that I've met like myself who caused an accident that in a fatality involved has said that they felt they didn't feel worthy to live. And what you're doing really shows you know, God can bless that because you are being purposeful and, and what the enemy meant to destroy, you're, you're using for good to say that if one life is saved, because what I do love about what you're doing is you speak to the younger generation. I mean, you spoke to me too, as you know, 40 something, but I can see how everything that you're doing on Instagram and on Facebook, I can see how you can, Whoever is guiding you guys, 
you're speaking to that younger generation where a mom and dad saying, hey, buckle your seatbelt, buckle your seatbelt. It doesn't do the same as we're seeing it through Kaylee's eyes and all right. the young people. When I see the post of like her um, bumper sticker that with the ribbon and you guys share that, my heart just goes, it's connecting. It's working, Lord. It's working, God. If it can, if it can save one and we'll never know. We may not know. You may not know until you get to heaven to where you'd be like, you know, David and Wendy, you know, when you when you decided to choose forgiveness and choose to share her legacy, it saved all these thousands of people. And I I can just feel it. I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about it because I have seen your ribbon over here in Waco and I'm like, oh my gosh, no way. Yeah. I mean, I need to get one myself. I don't have one. But, I'll send um, you one. I'll send okay. you a whole bunch of them. And, and anybody out there listening, just send us an email to uh, info at kayleemillsfoundation.org and, and request however many of those you want uh, yeah. and we'll send them to you, no charge. And, and so it's just a way for... Uh, it creates conversations. It, uh, sparks those conversations among your friends and your family and your loved ones. And it's, it's something that we all need to take home and share because uh, all it takes is just a simple conversation to keep it on your mind and giving people a story, a personal story to connect to. And look, everybody, probably almost everybody knows somebody that's been involved in a car crash. And many people, most people probably know of somebody in their life that died in a car crash. And so it does become personal for people when you, when you do uh, share those stories and it's, uh, you know, as far as reaching the younger generation, um, you know, in the beginning we, we, uh, we, and we started out doing all kinds of stuff in the community, like seatbelt checks at high school where we go and uh, stand at the exits of the student parking lots with law enforcement and, and just make sure every car that drives by is wearing their seatbelt. And we interact with all those students, whether they're wearing their seatbelt or not. If they're wearing their seatbelt, we'll thank them and we'll give them a decal. Uh, or a bracelet or something, a keychain, something to remind them, something that they can keep with them to remind them. And, 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 and the ones that aren't wearing their seatbelts, we, we share Kaylee's story with them and mm. tell them that, you know, somebody at home loves you and is expecting you to make it home safe and, and they would be devastated, uh, if you didn't. Uh, and we know that firsthand, you know, and so it, kids are very receptive to that. And over time, now it's gotten to the point where, these students are actually starting to reach out to us and organizing their own events. I you know, love we've it. Had, we've had student organizations, hey, we want to do a seatbelt check at our high school. And so we, now we go, now what we do is we go and train those students on how to conduct these seatbelt checks at their school because peer to peer is the best way. And that when it's students telling each other, it's a lot different than an adult telling them. And so, I agree. um, and, and, you know, and, and now we're having uh, student organizations reach out to us doing fundraising stories and things like that. It's really cool to see the community, the kids get involved and getting excited about, uh, you know, raising awareness for seatbelts and, and, and saving lives because, I mean, that's what, you know, that's what it's all about. But it's also, uh, it's coming from a place of love, you know. It's not coming from a place of uh, wagging your finger at them and telling yeah. them what to do, you know. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, so that, I think that resonates with kids and it's uh, um like you said, I think uh, it does give give some people hope when they see something so uh, positive some, come from something so tragic. Yeah, I, I saw a book the other day, and it said, um, like, the eighth stage of grief is really finding purpose from your pain. Like, mm -hmm. you know that you're coming to a place of healing when you can pay it forward. Like, sometimes, you know, I believe that God... Um, you know, puts you in a place where, um, if you've experienced it 
and you've, you've, uh, you know, you've walked through the trenches of, I, I guess I'll say hell, um, because that's kind of what it feels like. And, um, you know, what better thing than to, to reach out your hand and pull somebody else up or, you know, and say to the, to the mom and dad who just lost their child or, you know, the spouse who same thing, you know, these something unexpected happened. We don't know, you know, and the seatbelt was off for a second to just say, Hey, we know, we know where you are and it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. It bonds you. Um, you know, there's a, it's a community you never wanted to be a part of. Right. I, I'm in the same boat. This is a community. I never, I never asked for that. I never wanted to be a part of this community. Um, but I'm certainly affected by it. And, and to say, I see you. I think that's something that the public should know too. What you're doing with the other part of it is going and being proactive to the families that a lot of people don't realize that victim services can only do so much. And when you're dealing with sudden grief, I mean, there is so much need around it. And what I love what you're doing too is you're, you're really working with more law enforcement because they're on the front line. They're seeing this every day. We know how much we're affected by just our one accident. And they're seeing this every single day, multiple times a day. And I love that you're also caring for those first responders too and working with them. I really admire that. It definitely takes a a village, it's a community effort. Um, Law enforcement, you know, enforcing the seatbelt laws isn't good enough that. And so so they use Kaylee's story they uh when they pull people over they will you know they'll they'll share our our story with people or they'll share our information with uh with people that are, that are going through the tragedy uh but also you know when when you have uh a person that's you know maybe they get a, a speeding ticket right i mean that's not really that's not that's not the reason why the law is on the books it's not it's not a revenue generator it's it's the law is there to save lives. It's not mm-hmm. there to uh, write tickets necessarily, but sometimes that's what it takes to get people to wake up. But unfortunately, most people, the threat of a ticket, a two hundred dollar fine, just doesn't do it for them. And so, right, uh, telling a real is, story, yeah, yeah, education is where it's at. And actually, you know, you got to combine all these different strategies. And um, you know, we work with the state of Texas. We work with all the all the local law enforcement, DPS, TxDOT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harris County Sheriff's, I mean, and, and not to mention all the fire departments and ambulance services and, uh, you know, just partnering with all these to show the public that, you know, this, this is a, this is a team effort. It's neat how God keeps opening those doors. And then you're in a large city, you're in Houston. And I know that it isn't, I, I was looking, um, last year, I know that I think in the state of Texas, like, Three of our cities are like the top top twenty in the in the United States, something yeah. like that. And Harris um, County is the worst. I mean, we live in Houston, the worst. Uh, we're, we're like kind of last. People always think they're the exception. There's maybe never going to be an answer. There's never going to be a why that makes sense. But what now? Not what mm-hmm. happened and why this happened, but. Who do I want to be now? And what can I do to make it better? And you're doing that same thing. You and Wendy are doing that same thing. That's the power. You know, God is a master at turning 
tragedies into triumph. He, like you said, he's opened so many doors for us. I mean, it, you know, iHeartMedia, Clear Channel, they put up, helped us get 82 billboards put up on highways in Texas. You know, I mean, you probably saw them in Waco. They're Granberry. I mean, they were everywhere. Yeah. Um, we still have, you know, probably a couple dozen up now, but they do campaigns for us during the travel, busy travel holidays and, uh, things like that. And it's not just, I mean, we have, uh, the list goes on. I mean, there's literally dozens and dozens and dozens of sponsors that, uh, businesses, corporations, uh, law enforcement agencies that, that, uh, get behind us and, and, and are you, you know, when we created that ribbon, it wasn't just, it wasn't just for Kaylee. And that's why we made it so generic looking because it's, yeah, it has Kaylee's favorite color on there because, you know, look. Honor her, yeah. You know, we had to find, we had to find a color that wasn't being used and it just worked out that her favorite color wasn't being used, uh, for any other awareness ribbon, uh, the mint green. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so it's, it's for everybody. It's not, Kaylee Mills Foundation is not a, not all about Kaylee. You know, it's, it's named after her, but it's about everybody else that's still here, uh, that still has, uh, you know, a lot of life left to give and a lot of love left to give. Yeah, it's the bigger picture. It's the bigger picture of things that hindsight 2020 and, and to tell people every moment counts, whether that is just telling people that you love them before they leave the door or, you know, making sure that you are doing your very best to get home. I don't know when I've heard this, but people sometimes saying that they didn't want to wear their seatbelt because if something happened, they didn't want to become a vegetable. I mean, I literally have heard that before. I don't know yeah. if that, have you ever I've, heard, I've that heard that before? I've, I've, we've heard it all. I've heard it all. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to, you know, be clear, uh, seatbelts do not prevent crashes. Right. They give you the best chance of surviving or preventing serious injury. And, and, you know, seatbelt's not going to save you in every crash, but right. it gives you, uh, you know, 30 times, or actually, I think you have 50 times more likely to survive a crash if you're wearing a seatbelt. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, there are those, uh, stories that you hear of, uh, well, if I'd have had my seatbelt on, I, I, I would have been killed or what, you know, I've, I've heard that one, you know, and it's, I mean, look, you, you, you don't hear survival story. I mean, you only hear survival stories from survivors. And right. It's unfortunately, the numbers just don't lie. I mean, all the truth is in the numbers. So. Right. I've talked to a teenager once because I I brought you guys up. When I did speak um, for Safe to Save, I actually shared your foundation with the students. And I said, and and this goes for your seatbelts too. And I said, guys, let me tell you, you never want to be the driver and you, you feel uncomfortable telling your best friend to buckle up because they think it's okay to not buckle up. And you're the one driving and something happens and then there you are. You're responsible for that friend because you're the yep. one driving. One of the first, one of the first uh, uh, speaking things I did was at my daughter's crash site. You know, uh, she was a member of Young Life, mm. and uh, she—that uh, was the first meeting they had. It was, it was the Monday, I believe, after her crash. It happened on Saturday, and um, I'm at the house and I get a phone call. Hey, there's like 300 kids over at the crash site. All the Young Life kids uh, in the area. And, uh, so I, I got up, I, I went out there and I mm-hmm. spoke to these kids and I told them, look, and this is where that we have a hashtag that's called be selfish about your safety. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was just kind of part of my thing is look, when it comes to your safety, you have to be selfish sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, you know, uh, speak up, you know, if you see somebody else in the car, not wearing their seatbelt, speak up. If you see some, you know, if the driver's doing something, uh, not safe or dangerous, yeah. Speak up. You know, your life is on the line and so is everybody else's life in the car. 
You know, yeah. Or, right. Uh, you know, and I, I, you know, as far as those excuses go, I hear, I hear all kinds of excuses. Uh, you know, oh well, you know, why, why do I have to wear my seatbelt? I'm, you know, if I want to, if I'm going to crash and, and I, you know, it's just my time, it's my time, you know, but or you know, it's violating my constitutional rights or whatever, you know, and I look. These aren't victimless crimes, um, because I can tell you that there were thousands of people affected by Kaylee's death. And, mm. um, it's, there were so many people grieving over her, her death, and she was a very uh, loved and, and popular kid in the community and, uh, for all the right reasons. And she, she, um, you know, it's a lifetime of pain. So same thing with, with it, you know, there's, there's so many other things like, uh, drugs, you know, I mean, if, if drugs, uh, Drugs aren't a victimless crime, even though that person using drugs is harming themselves. They're also harming people around them, or could be. And right. So, I mean, it's it's it, and it doesn't matter what the cause of the crash is. It could be it could be your fault. It could be texting and driving. It could be uh, drinking and driving, or your fault, somebody else's fault. But when it comes to your seatbelt, that that doesn't really matter. You, you gotta have you gotta have your seatbelt on. All those things matter. Yeah. But when it comes to seatbelts, seatbelt has one job to do, and that's to keep you in your seat when you're in a crash, when you are in a crash. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other work that needs to be done, and, and I applaud Save to Save and the organization that you volunteer with because they're one of our best partners because they go hand in hand, especially with teenagers. You know, mm-hmm. Getting that message out there and distracted driving is, you know, one of the, one of the worst, uh, things that we're facing in this generation. So, uh, we're, we're happy to partner with those great organizations. Well, I want to just say thank you for the work that you're doing. I know it's not easy, and it's, like I said, something that you never maybe saw 10 years ago, five years ago, where you said, this is the call on my life, but you answered the call. You and your wife have answered the call, and I know that God will bless you through it, and and I see the beautiful legacy of Kaylee's, and um, I pray that it just continues to to really resonate with young people Whoever needs to hear it, whoever is believing that they're the exception to the rule, you know that. I believe that in most cases we don't choose our mission; our mission chooses us. And uh, I know that's that's what God's calling me to do. So it's uh, you know it's a lifelong uh, journey that we're proud to proud to do, and, and hopefully, and I know that it ha- it has saved lives, and I and that really motivates us when we get those emails or letters coming in that, hey, I was in a car crash and I didn't wear my seatbelt before I heard your story. And, and you know, because of, because of Kaylee, because of your story, I'm, I'm still here today. And that's, oh, you know, wow. Praise and the Lord. like you said, if it just saved one life, it's worth it. Um, mm-hmm. And even if we walked away today, we, I would still think this is a, a huge success. But this is, we're in this for the long term and uh, we're con- continuing to grow every day. How can our listeners find out more about how to give or get involved? Um, I know you said it once, the website and social media. Do you have the hashtag? Can you share oh, with yeah. us how we can get in touch with you? Yeah, a big, a big uh, a hashtag that we use is buckle up for Kaylee, and that's buckle up and number four, Kaylee. Buckle up for Kaylee, hashtag. And uh, KayleeMillsFoundation.org, and that's K-A-I-L-E-E. M-I-L-L-S foundation.org. Uh, we actually have a new website coming out in the next week or so, and it's supposed to be the, that's the seatbelt awareness website in the world. So. Wow. That's so exciting. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's only, I mean, 
two years what God has done. There's not many organizations out there like us. Uh, there's a, you know, there's certainly not any that have as, as big a following as we do. But, you know, we're on all the social medias. Uh, you know, Facebook uh, is probably our biggest, but we're pretty active on Instagram and Twitter. And so, yeah, come check us out. Come follow us and, and see what we're doing in the community. Get involved. Uh, you don't have to live in Houston to be involved in this. Uh, we have advocates all over the country that we ship out, uh, you know, boxes of these decals to that want to do, they want to do seatbelt awareness campaigns in their community. So, shout to us. And, yeah, I'll do, and, uh, I'll do one here in Waco. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we have a scholarship that I want to tell your audience about. Um, it, unfortunately, it's just for Texas residents, but the, uh, uh, the scholarship is for a student that, uh, does a seatbelt awareness campaign and it's basically a contest. So we're getting all these different students all over the state to do their own seatbelt awareness, uh, campaign in their community. And we're going to, you know, basically vote on it as a board and award a $20,000 scholarship to the winner. Oh, and we'll, wow. We'll also have some, some consolation, uh, scholarships as well. Okay. Well, no, I'll look out for that. I have a junior myself. That's wonderful. David, thank you so much for your time. Please send my love to uh, your wife. I think I've met your, maybe your sister-in-law or yeah. or your sister. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so just thank you for taking time with us today. And of course, spreading how, how sometimes the deepest pain of your life, if you allow it, because you got to make that choice. You know, God gave you a choice too, which is so beautiful. That's how he works. When you were shaving and he gave you that, that thing in your heart, I do believe that that was a game changer when you decided to do the hardest thing Absolutely. anyone could ever ask you to do, which is to forgive. And so it's just a beautiful uh, testimony. Yeah, I can't explain it other than, I mean, it was, it was God, God's will and God speaking to me and giving me the wisdom to and the strength to, to give. And so I want people to remember that, that that can change your life. There's somebody out there that, uh, that you have in your life that, you, that maybe once you had a good relationship with you don't anymore because of something uh, that happened. Uh, Please find it in your heart to forgive them. I promise you. Mm, we're going to end on that. That's amazing. All right. Thank you, David. Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to seek hope and share it. Come back next week. Bye. listening to the Accidental Hope Podcast on the Blumen Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. To learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministry of Blooming Inspired Network, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and click the podcast link at the top of the page.